It's Friday. It is. And we're sitting down. We are. And the we does not include Aaron. Uh, no, I'm not Aaron. Uh, Aaron, Aaron bailed on us. Aaron, Aaron said she was going to be here and then last minute said she would. So we will, we will carry on. Am I the replacement, do. Aaron? You're, you're, you can, we can call you Aaron today. Would that be weird? Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, we're going to be okay. <laughs> you don't have to share your microphone. It was weird last time. It was weird. You came into and you're like, why is why is Aaron in my chair or my space? But uh, yeah, we got nine people in the room already, and that's because they were in the chat room chatting before. And I, I saw say, them. What are you doing here? Why are you here so early? Because they're awesome. And they want to be ready. Front you know seats. What? I came in and I said, you know what? Let's just start early. Let's we, just. Uh, let's I don't just think wing we've it. ever done it. No. I, don't, I think this is the first show in three years we've ever gone early. There you go. I'm uh, I'm a bad influence. Possibly. Uh, good morning from Muskoka. It's Jeremy, who's first to jump into TikTok. Uh, let's see if your TikTok came across, and I hope it, it did. It did. It worked. Look at that. I can put it on screen. Uh, it is always the crapshoot to see if uh, if all of our links and stuff works. Oh, and we're sitting down today. It's the second thing that's changed recently. That and was another one of my suggestions. Yes, because we're, we want to be, we, it's late, it's Friday. We should be more relaxed. All right. But, we uh, should have casual Fridays. Casual Fridays? Yeah. In the summer, we have to do like, like, like gym clothes Fridays because it gets warm in here. Well, maybe in the summer we should be outside. <laughs> maybe rooftop, oh, rooftop uh, oh. live streaming. Uh, today, what day is it? It's the February 2nd. It's Groundhog Day. It is. It feels like Groundhog Day. Like we do this every day, almost. Uh, we are doing that thing we do on most weekdays, which is ask a traffic cop. Show on the internet that allows you to ask us questions about traffic, policing, stuff and things. You know, it's the stuff and things that we get that, into the weeds with. That's why we show up. That's, it's all about the stuff and things. Uh, movies, uh, donuts, that doesn't matter. Whatever you want to talk about, we're here for you. Uh, we've got uh, some business to take care of in terms of Vision Zero Enforcement Team. Uh, and then we'll get into your questions. Now, we are broadcasting on a bunch of different channels, and uh, you're probably watching on one of them because that's sort of how this works. Uh, if you are, if you see us, you're either going to be on, uh, well, actually maybe somebody's hijacking our stuff and, and, and rebroadcasting. Hey, you never know. It's possible. Uh, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, kick. And of course there's the platform called X formerly known as Twitter. We're on all of those and for, oh, and, and, and well, actually we're not cause uh, on all of them. Now I press the go live button on, uh, on Instagram. It didn't, it didn't click the first time I clicked. Mm. It didn't clack. I clicked it, didn't clack. Um, anyway, we're also on Instagram, and it looks like, oh, there it goes. It's now working. Now we're there. Now, the deal with Instagram is we can occasionally look over, and we might catch your your chat, but if you'd like to be part of the party, make sure that you hop over onto YouTube uh, or one of the others. YouTube.trafficop.ca will take you to our choice page. Well, actually, YouTube will take you to a short channel. Trafficop.ca will take you to a, a listing of all of our social media and you can pick your favorite one. That's now, too bad Instagram just doesn't want to play with us. Well, Instagram's doing a lot. Like, we, we used to use a separate phone for Instagram. Right. And very recently, it started allowing us to live stream through desktop software. And even more recently, uh, the magical people over at Restream figured out how to create those those bookends so we could actually do a, a, a widescreen video so that instead of just looking at Buddy in the back, uh, they can now see all, both of us, which is which is actually really cool. So we appreciate Restream for all the things they're doing to make everything better every day. Uh, I'm not going to put up the Aaron 
background because Aaron's not here. So sorry for the false advertising. Aaron is not feeling well today, so it's not coming in. So where's uh, my background? Uh, I, I got to create one for you. I, yeah. I, I don't know why we haven't. You're here more than Aaron is. Why does Aaron get a special I, one? I don't know. Maybe you like her better. Eh, no, she's okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, we, we, I, I try and mention it as much as possible. But if you go to aatc.trafficop.ca or askatrafficop.com, no, askatrafficop.trafficop.ca. If you just go to trafficop.ca, you can actually subscribe to this live show as a replay podcast. So let's say you want to listen while you're on a train, on a plane, uh, on a boat, driving, where you don't want to burn your data, but you also don't want to get a ticket for watching us live. Uh, you can synchronize and watch it on your own without using up your data. So that's that's a cool thing you can do. Uh, I can't even remember all the websites, so just go to trafficop.ca. All right, before we go too long talking about other stuff and things, let's discuss the fact that Ask a Traffic Cop uh, always talks about Vision Zero Enforcement Team. It's part of, you know, it's kind of our contractual obligation to well, advertise these magical yeah. people. It's a thing. Uh, the thing that we will talk about is the big four because that's what the Vision Zero Enforcement Team does. They focus on the big four, speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving. Those are the behaviors that we know lead to serious injury and death on our roads. We'd like that to stop. We'd like that to change. So we do uh, this thing called education by enforcement. Uh, we do the education, education, and then they do the education by enforcement. And the goal is the same, is to change driver behavior so you don't get tickets because you don't break the law. It's so simple. So many people complain about the fact that we're out there giving tickets and we're, we're focusing on people just trying to get to work. So the education stops you get a ticket. The ticket stops you driving badly and hurting somebody. So it's kind of like the ladder effect going down there. Start here, end here. Ask your questions, figure it out, don't get a ticket. It's the best way. And, and it doesn't flow down to the next one. But there's no justification for all this stuff. Like anything that's a law that says you shouldn't be doing it, you really shouldn't be doing it. And there's reasons for it. It's not just because we want to catch you doing the things we set you up for the fall. No, there's a reason behind all the, the laws that have been created. Usually it's because someone did some dumb stuff. And well, that's what I always say. If you, you don't like the law, it's because somebody somewhere did it and the government went, well, we're going to have to make a rule about that because it's hurting people. It's <laughs> so many rules. I like the new signage in the, in the kitchen that says, your mom doesn't work here, clean up after yourself. Those are always the signs that I like. <laughs> they make me laugh. Uh, Vision Zero Enforcement Team is spending time in 11 Division and 51 Division, if that doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, we're talking about the neighborhoods like the Junction, Weston, High Park, Ronson's Vales, uh, St. Jamestown, Cabbage Town, Riverdale, Church, and Young. Neighborhoods where real people live, work, and play and deserve to be safe. So do everyone a favor. Drive safely wherever you are because... Uh, everywhere. Yeah, like City TV. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. I used to... I loved late night uh, City TV television uh, when, when The Voice... Came on and did his segment. Yeah. He, uh, someone who's You're still old, though. missed. I am old. I know what VHS and beta looks like. <laughs> uh, Beta's got a whole new meaning now. <laughs> uh, Akela was officially uh, the, the first person in this morning, although I made a comment last night when I set up the room, uh, and he says, greetings and salutations, which is so unlike him to say greetings and salutations. Yeah, that's a, that's a new one for it's him. It's a new yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, happy Groundhog Day. Today we found... Find out if there's six more weeks of winter. What winter? Yeah, don't remind me. Yeah. I'm a winter lover. I'm a summer lover. We've had fall, 
All year, I think. I don't mind fall. I like yeah. fall. I could live with fall. Uh, Michael says, good morning, good constable, who I called sergeant the other day. Uh, good PEO, good sergeant, good moderator, good restream, uh, good viewers, and good morning to you. Uh, happy to see you, Michael. And then Chase jumps in with Wyerton Willie has predicted an early spring. Hopefully he doesn't let us down. Um, I think we're already in it. I think we're there. Chase, why are you so hurtful? You know, I just went one day of snowmobile. Have you been on the it. snowmobile at all? I have. I have done one. I've done about 160 kilometers. And you know what? The trails were not great, but I'm not complaining. One day I'm actually going to try that machine. Yes. Uh, Chase says it's also time to get a choose to include donut. Yes, February 2nd, which is today to the 4th. If you buy a choose to include donut from Tim Hortons, well, at the participating one, which I assume are all of them, uh, proceeds from those donut sales go directly to Special Olympics Canada to fund sports programs. Yes. Mm, yes. Because they support Special Olympics on uh, like Canada. Anybody needs an excuse to go get a donut. Get yeah. a donut. Now you have a reason. I'm, I'm to. not normally a donut person, but I'm going to go to. Maybe we'll go after we we hit end on the show. We'll we'll go offline and go buy some donuts and give them away. I don't need. I definitely don't need any donuts. No, me neither. But I, I don't mind buying donuts to support. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Akela suggests just say good people. It covers everybody. Instead of saying good sergeant, good yeah okay. Uh, Akela says his wife's birthday is tomorrow, which means happy birthday today in advance because we won't be here tomorrow uh, to Mrs. Draconis. Okay, we've got uh, a flag this for a second since it's a question. I want to get all the hellos first. And just a reminder, use the letter Q before your statement so we know you're asking questions and then we can ignore them until it's question time. And uh, just a, just because he's sharing, and I think it's appropriate, uh, we now have Iron Man. Maybe we have to change your screen name to Iron Man, Akila. All right, Dad, let's see here. What we got, what we got? See, weird. Dad joke for later, there we go. Is it a good one? It was the one that I think he sent, and I uh, accidentally I deleted yesterday. Uh, Aaron became Campbell. <laughs> a Yogi Berra quote. By the way, ask questions. Throw them into the chat now because we will get down this list and we will we will actually speak to you and, and respond to you. I already mentioned the good morning from Muskoka. And here's a question from Chase, which we'll get into in a second, about police responding to an emergency call or chasing a vehicle. Okay, we'll come back. Uh, Akela was actually in the space. He got to see the new space in person. He was surprised at how much larger it was. Than, uh, than he had, than it looked on screen. By the way, if you notice in the back, there's two license plates that I've put up this morning. Uh, do you know from mm -hmm. what they are from? This will aid you possibly if you know the answers, uh, but throw them in the chat. I'd love to know if you know. Uh, and Chase is very rare to see you seated. It used to be always seating, sitting, uh, but it has become a standing show. I think it's better when it's standing, but you know, we'll, you think we'll, so? we'll play. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm more comfortable. I'm, I'm good here. Big Jeff Fresh says, good morning. Julian wants to know about e-scooter laws. We can talk about e-scooter laws. Um, we're going to flag a bunch of questions and I'm going to come back and we're actually going to talk about them. But I want to I want to make sure we flag them so we don't miss them because sometimes we get a gazillion and they slide off the screen and we don't see them. And Akela, sorry, sorry he missed you on Wednesday because you were out doing the training of people. I was. What were yes. you doing? So I was uh, out doing training with the uh, new city traffic wardens, a new group of them coming out. So the city traffic warden program is put, um, funded by the city and they go to very, very busy intersections and ensure the safe and orderly movement of traffic. 
you know, those people that are kind of rude that, uh, you know, wait till the yellow light and then zip into the intersection and knowing that they can't actually make it all the way through. They block the traffic. That blocks the, you know, the opposing traffic from getting through or the pedestrians that are stepping out. It causes problems. When it's not their time to walk, it causes problems, causes collisions, uh, causes frustration. And in the end, it slows down the city. These guys are fantastic group of of uh, provincial fences officers or special constables. Uh, they have the same powers of police officers when they're out there directing traffic. And uh, they're there to make the city uh, flow a little smoother. And uh, you know what? Directing traffic sometimes is a tough job. There's a lot of, well, A, it can be tough, but there's a lot of places that really, really need the attention. Absolutely. So that's what I was doing. Oh, we got, we got, uh, I've, I've yet to, I've seen them in action. So I appreciate that they're out there. And if you're a, a traffic warden in the city of Toronto, uh, kudos to you. You're doing a great work. And, and we, we're going to get more of them. I assume they keep hiring more. It's yep. good. Yeah. And, uh, it, it is actually working. Awesome. Okay. I pinned 14 things. Some of those are for later. Let's uh, jump into some of them. So here's the first one. It's from Chase. He says, if the police are responding to an emergency or chasing a vehicle, are they authorized to proceed through a flashing railway crossing if they can make it out a safe gap? Oh, so the gate is down or there's no gate and it's flashing. Well, the law says you can't cross those. I'm not aware of anything giving us the, the priority, nor would I want to take a chance to risk my life. Yeah, I don't know if there is an exemption for us. And quite honestly, I think I would just wait. It, so, so much can ha can go wrong there. I, I cannot imagine. Listen, we don't have the authority of going through a stop sign without stopping. How on earth would we, we have the authority to go through? We can't go past a school bus. A railway crossing is such a high level uh, danger. Uh, I wouldn't take the risk whether, uh, whether or not I had the exemption. Okay. I take it you're going to look and see if there's anything I'm, you can uh, find. I'm going to see if there's something. Just in case. But let's have a look at the e-scooter laws. So first off, I'll let you know that there's a resource, and the resource can be found by going to www.trafficop.ca. And if you go there, there is an e-scooter dropdown uh, or in the useful link section, and it explains all the e-scooter laws. But essentially, if you're in the city of Toronto, you have to know that e-scooters are not permitted at all. They're absolutely banned. Now, if you draw, choose to uh, drive one here, you are eligible for a bylaw offense of $110. If your e-scooter is compliant, that is, because if it's not compliant, you are eligible for driving a motor vehicle without a license, ownership, and insurance. Uh, the insurance fine alone is five to twenty-five thousand dollars, so and up to six months in jail. Because uh, non-compliant means it does not, or it is capable of going more than twenty-four kilometers an hour on a flat surface, or has a seat on it. Either of those would get you in trouble. Or if it has a motor more uh, more powerful than five hundred watts. So that takes it out of being classified under the uh, the provincial law and says that it is a motor vehicle and not getting the benefits of being treated as a bicycle. People get very upset about that. They do. They do. Uh, I got an answer. Okay. There's no exemption. It says no person shall drive through uh, or around or under a crossing gate, a barrier at a railway crossing. If you open up the the uh, the link to the HTA proper, mm -hmm. you can if you go there, the bottom should have a hot link to the actual. There might be more exceptions. It's a separate section, but we can we can. But I I would suggest that even I can't imagine them giving a, a, an, an exemption. Can't imagine either. But I I would say that if there was a, I think that an officer making a decision based on all things being observed, 
if bad guy with hostage on the other side was there and we were here and there was no train and no rumble and no nothing, they would make their own decision regardless. Absolutely. It's like anything. Chasing a car, um, you, you assess the risk. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? It all depends. We said it. I think that's the first usage of depends this show. Yep. It'll uh, happen again. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, good morning. I just bought an ATV. Got it plated. What else do I need to ride in the summer? Uh, you need insurance. And if you're operating it off your uh, own property, it has to be completely insured with liability insurance. You don't need it if you're operating it on your own property. Uh, Crown land, you're good to go unless it is a recognized ATV trail. Private property that runs through um, other people's lands, you're not allowed to trespass on it unless there's an ATV trail, marked ATV trail uh, as a part of a club. And you have to be a member. You have to buy a have to buy a trail pass to get it on there. So anything other than that, you are trespassing. I, I used to mess around with ATVs. I quite like them, uh, but I haven't been on one in ages. So have fun and, and be safe. Welcome to the ATVing community. I'll see you out there. <laughs> uh, if you are watching and you just tuned in because four minutes ago, we officially, well, we, we started early about 15 minutes. We go late all the time, but do we start early on a regular basis? We do not. No. So we did something different today because it's Groundhog Day. So we'll do it totally different. We'll go against the grain. Uh, Law and Order Toronto Criminal Minds will release on February 22nd. Yeah, I, uh, I heard advertisements of it. I'm kind of excited. I've only seen one preview. I can't say that anything actor-wise stands out like that as, as something that dictates it's going to be great or not great. Uh, but I am, I, I anxiously, I like Toronto-based television shows. Well, you know what? We need a little bit of recognition here. Um, Chicago's got everything. The place Through fire. Fun, yeah. Was, they got New York oh, is everything. The New York has it. So yeah. I, 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 I think it's cool. Uh, Lulu Baba, that's Lulu, Lulu, Lulu Saba has a question, but didn't ask the question. I have an answer. If you ask the question, we will work on an answer. What's the answer? I don't know. Throughout, well, 42. 42. And, and I think we've talked about 42 on the show before. We have. Yes. So anyone who's watching who knows what 42 is, I'm glad that you're on the same page. The club of good. Uh, let's see here. We have. A question of Literally why? Literally the same page because it was a book. This is true. And there was a, it was a, t it was a radio series, yep. a, a television series, uh, a, at least one movie. BBC, I think, made a, a multi, a four-port limited, yeah. Uh, why is it against the law to drift on my own property? Last time I checked, it's my property. Well, if you're in the province of Ontario, we've got answers for you. Yeah. Because somebody before you did something stupid <laughs> that caused the government to have to create a law to stop people from doing something stupid. It's, that's the, that's the straight up answer to it. Uh, it is your property. Uh, you're not allowed to drive impaired on your own property. You're not allowed to drive dangerously on your own property and you're not allowed to stunt drive on your own property. You're not allowed to assault people. Like there's, there, there's a whole bunch of things you're not allowed to do. Uh, the HTA used to be primarily on the highway, because it's called the Highway Traffic Act, the yep. HDA. Uh, but there's always been some sections that apply to private property. Now there's another one, which is stunt driving. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, really, you can thank the people from, you know, Toronto takeover kind of movements that that basically went on private property, abused the uh, uh, the, the property owner, destroyed property by way of tearing up their uh, their roads, uh, their, their, their parking lots, parking lots uh, hitting their 
lamp posts and whatnot, uh, and then also doing it on the streets. So laws were created as a direct response to that kind of behavior, and they said, we're not going to deal with it anymore. Yep. And I, I appreciate that. It's those ignorant people that ruin it for the rest of us that want to have a little bit of fun. And when but, I when I first, first heard about this, I got even my back up a little bit. I, you know, cause every winter, I would go into a parking lot, and I would spin around a little bit and sort of feel out how the car handled and I spoke to my friend who happens to be a driving instructor, was the head driving instructor. Scott Marshall was with Young Drivers. Now he's with Truba Cars. But he, um, I said, so how am I supposed to, how are people supposed to learn how to handle their cars? He says, it's not about learning how to do donuts. It's learning how to not, not lose to. control. Yep. So if you drive to the point where you lose the rear end and you, you stop, that's, that's not stunt driving. It's when you're doing donuts and drifting that you're stunt driving. So... That's the biggest argument that I've heard is that you're interfering and people will no longer know how to drive in the winter because you did this. Wow. Yeah. Quite uh, literally, you did it. It's true. Yep. But if you're watching and you don't know who we are, my name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service. And sitting next to me, Sergeant Murray Campbell, who is, oddly enough, also with the Toronto Police Service. We work at Traffic Program. Well, we work at Traffic Services, which is a citywide unit for the city of Toronto. Uh, we do all the traffic stuff and things. And this is the education office, or at least part of it. Yep. Now, uh, if you are watching and you don't already subscribe to us, regardless of the platform you're viewing us on, please do. Please subscribe. Please like us. If you're on TikTok, tap that screen. Send us the likes. Helps the algorithm identify this as a worthy channel, worthy of other people uh, watching it too. So we would love for you to help us help other people. Uh, that's the goal. We want to help people. We want to have you learn stuff so you don't get in trouble doing stuff you didn't even realize was not lawful. Yeah. So there you go. Everything he said. <laughs> I got it covered. Uh, okay. We've got F eight two F eighty two. Are we allowed to have a light? No license plate. For some reason, we're having a slowdown, which will no doubt cause some sort of issues. No, I pressed it, thinking it wasn't going to yeah. work. We're having a really weird slow interface this morning. Let's try this one more time. There we go. Okay. Are we allowed to have a slight dark license plate cover? You are not allowed to have any. License plate cover. Not even clear. And someone mentioned in one of the hundred, we have a video that's currently trending with like 385,000 views. Uh, and a lot of people saying they got into trouble for a clear license plate because clear license plates are illegal. You right. can't put anything on your plate. Now we get it. We totally get it. We totally get that you want to save your license plate. The, the front license plate on your car is subject to an awful lot of abuse up there. Mm -hmm. Stuff, stones, um, salt, snow, stuff like that. We totally get it. There is absolutely no reason to have one on your rear um, plate because stones don't fly up backwards, as well as why would you ever want to tint it? The only reason you want to tint it is to stop people or cameras or anybody else from seeing what the plate number is. If you notice, your license plate actually isn't flat. Uh, some of the new ones, the new ones were... Yeah, they, they suck. They, they, but they, they were also what, discontinued. Yeah, that's why we got rid of them. Um, they have little bumps in there so that we can even read it if it's slightly dirty. Um, if you have a clear license plate cover on top of there and you put some dust and dirt and everything, you know, attaches to it, you can't read it at all. So that is the reason. Even the, even the ones that you get from your car dealership that they put on your car when you pick it up, mm -hmm. the advertising um, surrounds. I don't like advertising for free. No. no you know what? If they're going to pay your $110 ticket... Um, when you get it because they're unlawful as well, you may want to risk that. But 
I'd be the person giving you the $110 ticket that goes against your driver's license, not theirs. AAs is on the same topic of, I, I, instead of anonymous, anonymous, we're going to go AA All right. faster. Uh, why are you more strict when enforcing front plates on front, front plate on regular cars like the bumper bars uh, on the police car in your profile picture on TikTok completely block the front plate from even a slight angle? Well, I get it. People say. I, I agree. I and, totally agree. And there's a different place you could mount that, although they chose not to mount it anywhere else. Uh, I imagine it's because those bumper those bumper bars are actually put there for a very specific reason because we may need to make intentional contact with vehicles. So uh, is there an issue with the fact that we're blocking the plate? Technically, yes. And when we put bike racks on the back of police cars and we block the plate, we are violating that. Um, I, I totally agree. I, I'd like to see some alternative mounting points, personally because I'm a stickler for rules. Um, why is it an issue for us or for everyone else and not us? Well, the only thing that I've been able to work through in my, uh, my, my you know, brain here is that we have all of our logos, we have all of our markings, and we can still identify all of our vehicles, which are also operated by representatives of the government who would be the ones enforcing the laws. Uh, so I, the public and the police can identify those vehicles, plus they're all tracked with GPS and so on. So I'm not so worried about the vehicles that are marked clearly as police vehicles. The biggest problem is when you cannot read the plates of a civilian vehicle, which has no markings and no other way of identifying it. That, that does become more of an issue, logically. Yeah, I, uh, I, I see your thought process. Um, but it's not to excuse the, what, what he's saying. Right. He's right. I'm, but I agree with you. Yep, yeah. it is wrong. Yeah, and, and if we can correct that, I think that's a good idea. But the biggest issue is when we cannot identify a vehicle, and that's why we enforce those rules. That's why uh, you know vehicles that are using the 407, for instance, it's a problem if yep. you are hiding your plate. Um, we don't actually have to, we, we don't get charged for 407 as police. So again, another, I, I get the logical reason for one versus the other, but uh, you're not wrong. It would be nice to, to enforce it across everybody or have nobody violate. Okay. Thoughts on CB, commercial vehicles uh, being okay versus mobile phones for use in private vehicles. So I always thought that they were, they were covered under a temporary um, grace period. And I didn't realize that that was actually then turned into a permanent permission. They're allowed to use their two-way radios. Really? So permanently mounted two-way radios, not that has a microphone that is handheld and the rest of it is. That's my understanding if I, and we could reread it, but that's my understanding has, as I've read it many times. Um, I thought the better way to go would be to use a remote PTT that's mounted with a speaker and microphone. You can do that. PTT, push to talk. Push to talk. Um, so there are ways of doing it safely but apparently they've made it so that certain people can use it. And I get it. Industry needs it. Yep. There's a justification. And they're not, hopefully they're not having a conversation about pizza all day long. Uh, they're using it for the purposes of, of, you know, communicating for other reasons, you know, legitimate reasons. Yeah. But you know what? They, they don't cause our, like airtime. It mm -hmm. doesn't cost you money. Yeah. You can chat with your fellow, uh, uh truckers or uh, fellow motors when you're out there or in the hazards. If you're talking about pizza, so be it. Breaker, oh, breaker. Hawaiian. I, I used to, I used to have a CB in my car. My dad had a CB in his car. It, we, we, that was, that was cool when cell phones didn't exist and yep. you could actually talk to other humans and, and then FRS radios became a thing. And, uh, you know, now CB, like the range on CB, I don't think is even as far as, uh, well, actually maybe with the big whip antenna. I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah. Not very far. It went, it was a long time ago. Oh, we got an error. Something went wrong. Try reloading the page. I don't know. Uh, yeah. 
We got an error. Don't know what the error is. We'll, we'll just keep. If I if I press reload, I'm scared to press reload. Yeah, what happens? I did it before but, and everything went blank. Let's put a question up before we do that. Okay. Uh, first, oh, it went away. Oh, it's gone. Does that mean that there's no error anymore? Maybe. Uh, buddy in the back looks cool. He is cool. <laughs> He's the coolest of cool. Uh, we've got. Beside Buddy, though, have you? Uh, has anybody said anything about the license plates? I, I haven't seen the I, comments. I don't know about if you plates. can. We might. See we, them. They might be way down. Uh, but you, you should be able to see what those are. I can yep. read it from here, uh, and I'm looking through the camera. Uh, do, 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 okay, did that. Some people don't care. Tone uh, Tony said, "I don't know what we're talking about, Tony." But that's a TikTok, Tony. That that could be true, though. There are a lot of people who don't care. Yeah. Uh, what does CPIC show? When you run a 29 on a person, occupation, gun owner, et cetera. Yep. Good. Depends on what's there. Yeah. We get a return and what we have, we see what's accept, what's available to us. So CPIC is the Canadian police information center computer system. And it's the database that holds all records of people or addresses or vehicles that have a file associated with it. And it could say that they're stolen, that the driver is wanted. It could say it could say a number of different things. It all depends. Uh, it's a great database. It's based on a really old system, so they continuously upgrade it. But you can actually check the CPIC status of vehicles uh, on your own. So there's a Canadian uh, uh, website that you can go to that will only tell you if there's a file or not a file associated with a vehicle. Is this the one for, vehicle, stolen? This for stolen vehicles? Okay, so what you can do is go to trafficcop.ca, and on that page I have a link to that if it's still working. It was down last time I tried, uh, but we do have a link for it, uh, and you can check them out. And that's the whole idea is if you're going to buy a vehicle, make sure it's not stolen, or at least there's nothing that, that would suggest you need to look further into it. Right. It's not going to tell you if it's stolen or not, but if it has a file associated with it, maybe one you want to move on from. Okay, we've got a couple of things to, uh, to Any idea when the 401 is going to be 120? Well, certain portions are 110. And that was after they did some testing to determine that the areas could be operated at that speed or driving, people could drive at that speed safely. Right. Uh, and people say, well, these roads, are, they, they can handle way faster. The biggest problem with driving today is not the car, it's not the road, it it's is the, the driver, 100%. And uh, unfortunately, we have to set all our standards to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. And another problem is that everybody thinks they're great drivers. Just ask them. I think I'm a great driver. I do. I think I'm a great driver too. Uh, I, but but I, I know everybody says that. This is true. And that's a problem. So if everybody's great and everybody should be able to go faster, why are we still getting collisions? Yeah. Why are people still getting killed on the road? Uh, we, we have far too many fatalities as a result of motor vehicle collisions. We're up to actually two in the city of Toronto so far this year. But we had over two fatalities. 50 last year. Yeah. So if I ask you how many are acceptable in your city, I would hope that zero is the only answer. Thus, we get to the whole vision zero thing. The goal should be zero. Yeah. Uh, way too many families destroyed, communities impacted, like too much tragedy. We, we want people to get to where they're going every day, back and forth, safely. Okay. We got... Here's one. Wow, we're like, are we overpowering the computer here? I need a new computer, boss. This is no slow. Money. No money. Nope, wasn't on the budget. Uh, oh, but and just to cap off that whole, uh, when is it going to be 120? If you go, if we raise it to 120, people will just keep doing 20 to 40 over the limit. It, it won't make it safer. It'll just make it even faster. The unofficial, and I mean unofficial in a snarky way, 
everyone's doing 120 to 130, which is horrible. Yeah. Uh, we need a lot more enforcement. We need a whole, not, a whole, a whole lot more cops. So we got, we got some problems. Or photo radar. I'd love to see photo radar on every street, on every single one. Uh, every stop sign should have uh, a red light uh, camera effectively. There's one in, is it, is it Washington, D.C., one stop sign that's made millions of dollars in fines because people just keep running it? So why not just stop? I don't get it. That's what I stop. there for. Yeah. I, I watch people all day long, uh, especially when I'm in and around shopping plazas. People just make right turns into the shopping plaza without stopping. Um, they just run this, they run it. And, and we've t- I've talked about it a hundred times. I've got an ask a traffic, sorry, it's a, a TPS traffic jam episode. It's our podcast where we talk to the, uh, the folks from the traffic, uh, the automated traffic enforcement group for the city of Toronto. Cause it's not the Toronto police that runs the automated enforcement. It's the city of Toronto. And they talk about one guy who does four laps in the city and gets four camera tickets because he doesn't stop on the red light. And is it straight throughs or is it right turns? Right turns. Yeah. You got to stop. It's amazing how many people don't realize you actually have to stop before entering an intersection, even on a right turn. I've been in, in court when they're bringing up the uh, uh, red light tickets um, from the photo uh, system. And people, no, 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 I made a right turn. Turn, It's all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's not. I also like the people who say that they were speeding, but not that fast. <laughs> so I'm breaking the law, but. Only a little bit. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you admit to breaking the law, you broke the law. It's just a matter of how much your fine is. Uh, we got a question of how do we report poor civil design that always seems to lead to collisions? We don't say accidents because as you can see, it's not by accident. It's based on design or act, or action that we see collisions, um, not by oopsie-doo. So you can contact the city of Toronto. You can make reports uh, through the city of Toronto, through the Toronto police website about issues in neighborhoods because eventually that will, A, turn into police making their presence known there, observing it. It could be behavioral. It could be design. And at the end of the day, all these things funnel to, uh, you know, the city of Toronto, which can find, find out. If it is the city of Toronto road, if it is a provincial highway, then it's uh, the MTO. Um, they should be listening to you and going out and making an assessment and changing designs. All roads are designed in Ontario to the minimum standards in the, in the book. I think it's book four. Uh, that has a minimum roadway design standards. And uh, everyone has to meet that. If not, they're civilly liable for it. Completely off topic, but what's an ATC? An ATC is an all-terrain cycle. That is a three-wheeled. Um, and they stopped making those because they were silly they were, dangerous. They were, they, were, they were a load of fun, <laughs> but yes, they were dangerous. Lots of people got hurt and, and killed from them, but. Oh, because what you, you, would, you would create a situation where they'd be sliding and then they would just trip and you'd be face first into the ground. Yeah. But they were fun. I, I, I got a chance to play around with them. And, and where did ATC come from? Did we mention it this morning or? No, we talked about ATVs. Yep. So, All-terrain uh, vehicles. Yeah. Uh, good morning from Alberta. Are you, uh, are you daily drive a vehicle with your, sorry. Oh, can you daily drive a vehicle with a dealer plate? So here's the thing. I don't know what the rules are based on the Ontario, sorry, the, the Alberta traffic safety act, uh, in Ontario, uh, would, where, where plates are issued to dealerships, the rules are that the vehicle must be in the dealership's inventory available for sale. And at that point, they can be daily driven as long as they remain in the inventory advertised and available for sale. Right. Now, dealer plates are different from service plates. They used to be one and the same. They used to look one and the same. You were a yellow background with a black lettering on it. Service plates are completely different. 
the dealer plates can be used at all times um, uh, for use by the dealership um, for demonstrations or for use of their employees. Service plates, however, are different. They don't have to be in the service facility's uh, name or they don't have to be in their inventory, but it must be done for the purpose of road testing a vehicle for service only. If you're driving it around on the weekend and, you know, towing your boat with it and stuff like that, that doesn't count it. And you'll get your plate seized and you get charged for it. Let's see here. I'm, I'm scanning through. The uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. 42 is the answer to... Life, the universe, and everything, of course. Exactly. And then they determined that the answer was correct, but the question was incorrect. So they developed a new computer to figure out what the question was. Supposed to be, anyway. <laughs> uh, fantastic uh, book and uh, okay, but not fantastic movie. Okay radio and uh, British series, but the book's the best. So when I was growing up, quite a long time ago, uh, we had one radio in in our uh, kitchen. We used to listen to CBC. My mother used to listen to CBC in the morning. And between 7.55 and 8 o'clock, they read out five minutes of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And that was our time that we were able to, after breakfast, sit and listen. And as soon as that was done, we had to get up, get our um, teeth brushed and get ready to jump on the school bus. I do my own version of that. I listen, I'm listening to the uh, audiobook of Reacher, book three, which is uh, Tripwire. And I, was, I just went through the first two. I did, uh, uh, was it called The Killing Floor? And uh, the second one, which I don't remember the name of, but I, wa I, I, li I watched it. I listened to it. Um, but I'm a, I'm a fan of the Reacher series. I, of course, I watched all the Reacher movies, and now I'm a fan of the book series too. Um, now I'm just waiting for Alan Richson to jump into the chair here and do an episode with us. So right. I, I've invited him online. If you find the video on our platforms and you tag Alan Richson uh, to come in here, we're, we're, we, he, the seat's ready for him. And he was talking about hot chocolate. We have a hot chocolate ability here. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We got dotted lines, question... Uh, by the way, if you're if you're new to the channel, you don't know who we are. My name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a police constable with the Toronto Police Service, talking about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff most weekdays, and creating content all around. But joining me on screen, you've got uh, Sergeant Marie Campbell. Although my name is not up there. This is true. What do you do when what you're do not do? doing this? I do a whole bunch of things. My primary one is I look after towing within the city. Our contracted towing, which is uh, the companies that are under contract to Toronto Police to move your vehicle away, whether it's parked unlawfully, it's been involved in a collision, or there's a legislated uh, reason that we're uh, seizing your vehicle for a number of days. Uh, we tow about 31,000 cars every year, which is a lot. And it's a lot to manage, uh, especially because it's done by private companies. Um, but by extension, because I'm into tow truck, that type of tow truck stuff, I also do an awful lot of tow truck enforcement uh, for the non-contracted ones as well, or intelligence gathering. We have a brand new law that's out there. I'm, I've all read up on it, and uh, we're doing some training with our officers because it's a change in the way that we are going to be policing tow trucks. With the new new stuff. Yeah. A number of people said Night Rider. That one they caught with Night. Yep. The one below it, I, I bought the bloody thing, and I forgot what it was. I originally, the, my memory suggested it was Fifth Element. I was wrong. And then I reminded myself, it is it. from Back to the Future. Yeah. Which is actually not Back to the Future, the original. I think it was one of the series. Two. Two. Yeah. Uh, when he comes back with the with the Mr. Blend or Mr. Fusion on the back yep. of it. Is that the one? Uh, I have another one, which you'll see when it shows up, because it, I don't know where I put it. Uh, yes. Okay. Now we have 
We already got Buddy in the back. Looks cool. We got, do you give citizens a chance even on your worst days? So is, this is in regards to uh, pulling someone over and does it have to be a ticket or could it be a warning? I, I used to be about 50-50 with warnings. Uh, I, I did, that was when I was in the division before coming to traffic services. I was about 50-50. Um, and I, I, I was still relatively new. So light stuff, I was very easy going about. And then I found a lot of people just didn't get it. They didn't learn from warnings. Now, studies say that warnings are very effective or can be very effective. Mm -hmm. So no interaction is guaranteed to be one way or the other. I mean, let me rephrase. Serious, dangerous stuff, I'm giving you a ticket. There's no question. Oh, absolutely. But Anything that comes up in the big four, yeah, that's it. Speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, impaired driving, that's either arresting or, uh, or charging, but no warnings for that stuff. If, cause just, it's lives are being put at risk. If it's stuff like document charges, it depends. You know, maybe, if, we're, if, we're, not. if we're polite, if we're having a good interaction, you're taking responsibility, it could be you get tickets for the serious stuff, you don't get tickets for the uh, the minor stuff, you might talk yourself into tickets for everything. Like, it really depends. Yeah. We want, our whole goal is to change driver behavior. And you know what? Sometimes you, your insurance slip is outdated by a week or so and you forgot to put it in. We may take that into consideration, hoping that you will learn from it and put it in. Get stopped again, though, a week later, and you don't, still don't have it. Guess what? I like war warnings for the purposes of building uh, a history. Yep. I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty easy. I, I had a guy who uh, I pulled over, and I, I've told the story before. It's not going to be new for everybody. I pulled someone over. They were driving their mom to work. He had no license on him or it was expired or some combination thereof. And I said, okay. I respect that you're driving your mom to work in the middle of the night. Cool. Good for you. You know, you're a good son. A year later, pulled him over again in the same area, same person, uh, same excuse. You got a ticket. I'm sure. I'm sure he got more than one. Possibly, maybe. <laughs> uh, would you arrest someone for doing 35 in a 30 school zone? Arrest somebody? Well, depends. <laughs> If they're arrestable for other reasons, they're getting arrested. But for five kilometers over, they're getting a ticket. So for me. speeding alone, depending on the circumstances, there's, it's not an arrestable offense. Now, dangerous driving could be. At five over? If uh, if they're doing five over and they there is, yep, weaving in and out and the kids are crossing the road at that point. Sure, sure. Um, if you're dodging, if you're aiming at people, if you're mm. carelessly driving in there and... If there's another element beyond simply exactly. going five kilometers over, but five kilometers over is not going to be an arrest for me. No. Uh, stunt driving, if you're doing 40 over in a 30, uh, no qualms about it. Yep. You know, that, that, that's an arrest. Uh, that could be, you know, stunt driving could, could be dangerous driving at that point very easily. Speed alone can determine uh, dangerous drive. Criminal, because it's a criminal element where you're actively, intentionally driving at that speed despite the risks to the public. Uh, yeah. If the police, I haven't read this yet. If the police were sitting under a overpass, what's the hay? Under a hay, <laughs> Over, yeah, okay, and, and laser a car doing stunt speeds, but the driver got off at the exit. Can the police go against traffic so they could follow them where they went or where he went? So, highway you, overpass. You, no, so if you're sitting underneath it. The car comes up, sees the police officer sitting there, knows he's speeding and says, oh, I'm getting off before this guy gets me. Uh, 
I, I'm trying to figure, I would, I wouldn't be in this position just because I would set myself up in a position that they wouldn't see me until I saw them first. Right. And, and so I wouldn't set up that way. It wouldn't be an effective way to, to do it. Um, can we, can we back up to do it? Would we? It all depends. Yeah. It, it, is it, is it really worth the risk? Is it doing reasonable? That? Yep. Is it going to put the public at greater risk? Sometimes you go, no, it's not worth risking everybody else just to go after the one guy. Who knows he's doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. Chances are they're not seeing us. So the question is sort of outside of the realm of possibility, I think. Uh, if you're watching and you haven't already subscribed, please do hit the likes, hit the bell if you're on YouTube, uh, follow us, share our content, like hit, share the live stream. We, we, wait, we, we, we got some time. Uh, share us. And of course, if you're on TikTok, please tap that screen so your fingers go numb because it really does help. Um, and I can see that uh, we could use some more likes. <laughs> What's the fine for lane splitting? I love this question. Yeah. There is no specific fine or charge for lane splitting. Is it careless? Is it dangerous? Is it stunt? A whole bunch of other things? Yeah, certainly could be. It, it really depends. So, you know, someone this morning asked in the in the comments of uh, one of our videos, uh, "What about like, why is lane uh, filtering illegal?" And it's not illegal, but when you're doing it, are you causing other problems? Are you putting people at risk? Are you? You're, You're narrowly escaping, uh, you know, hitting other people. Is it look like something out of a pinball game? Like, what are you doing? Uh, so it could be careless, which is a pretty low bar. Yep. All things considered, uh, undue care and control. Uh, you know, then there's the uh, or care and attention. Care and attention for people using or might ought to be reasonably expected to be using the roadway. There you go. And then you've got stunt driving where you're seeing people who are uh, maybe at a higher rate of speed, maybe making erratic changes to maneuver through. Mark departure. If the rest of the cars are doing 20 zero 30, yeah. and you're going through there at 40. That could be enough. Yep. Now, then there's the criminal dangerous, which I would say is the highest at that point. You're, you're, you're intentionally doing something which, which you, you know is absolutely dangerous and is high risk. And you, we see these videos on the internet all the time where motorcycles are just Kaplawi exploding into pits and the, the riders going off over hoods, I would have no qualms about charging someone criminally for that stupidity. Now, even in places where it's legal, like California, the highway patrol there says it's dangerous. Use caution. Think about speed differential. When we are going to a call, we don't want to be going Mach 5. We want to be going at a reasonable differential in speed. It's not about going fast. It's about going faster than everybody else. But that could be 10 or 20 kilometers faster than stop traffic to be safe. Yep. And um, trust me, we both ride motorcycles. I would love to do it, but I don't because it's just too dangerous. It really is. You really have to be planning for survival. And that means also not putting others at risk. So the, the fines could be enormous. Filtering. People say that they don't want to be the last vehicle in case someone forgets to stop and drives into them. I get, I think that's reasonable. If you want to tuck between, you know, two car lengths up, but not, I don't, my issue is when people drive 20 car lengths up. Right. To pass. What yeah. makes you more special than anybody else driving a car? Well, my, my engine overheats. It's, it's, it's air cooled. And if I'm not moving, it gets hot. Yeah, it does. And you bought, it's you, true. Chose to, you chose to ride a motorcycle. Yep. Uh, I was driving one morning and a F-150 truck driver literally tried to make me crash into his truck. Uh, driving the F-150 aside. Um, there are people who are out to try and get people to collide with them because they want to get into an insurance claim. That's, yep. It's a fraud situation sometimes. Not so, only fraud, that'd be dangerous driving. Intentionally doing something to cause a collision is absolutely 100% dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Dash cam. Oh, yeah. 
get I, a dash cam. I would suggest everybody have a dash cam for exactly the situations like that. And I will tell you that it doesn't have to be an expensive one. I spent $500 plus on mine and 14 months later, it's broken, just like the one I bought for $400 last time. So money, spending a lot of money, although I have great, or had great audio and video quality, 4K in the front, 2K in the back, uh, I'm a little upset that I spent a very big dollar amount and uh, the warranty's good for 12 months and it's 14 months and I'm like, SOL. So uh, yeah, uh, although apparently with Thinkware, you can, you can trade it in for a 40% discount on your next one. But they, they told me, uh, go, go and plug it into another wire. And I said, I don't, I don't have another wire. Why would I have two wires? Well, go talk to a friend who has, I don't know anybody who has the same device as me. I'm the only crazy person who spent 500 bucks on a dash cam and mine doesn't work, but theirs does. Well, and like I said to you earlier, I have a multimeter. I can check it for we're you. Gonna, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, but I might, I mean, I don't know. They're, they have a new model. Maybe this is just all about uh, uh, planned, uh, planned, what's it called? Planned. Um, You're such a geek. I am. Planned obsolescence. They want me to buy the $600 version because, of course, you know. Anyway, uh, given the current city administration, ooh, this is scary, uh, want to cut, oh, sorry, it wants to, sorry, let me reread this again. Given the current city administration, comma, wants to, to cut police funding, will this have any impact on your ability to do the show? Michael L. wants to know. I don't think so. I don't think that this is something that's not dropping block, but I don't know so. We, we uh, don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Um we have to provide a safe city for every, it's in the police services act that we have to do it. Uh, there's an awful lot of competing, um, entities that are looking for the city's money, uh, including us. And the cost of policing has gotten more and more expensive. The, the ability to put somebody before the court and gather all the evidence has gotten more and more tricky. So we need more and more specialty, um, officers to mm -hmm. investigate things like that. It costs money and salaries cost money and equipment costs money. And, uh, wh where are we going to, if we need this much to operate and make it safe for everybody and we have stuff going on like protests and we're looking after people here we're being and pulled. traffic enforcement and everything, we're being pulled in every direction. Something's got to give. we hope it's not this because you know what? I think this actually has great benefit. And when you look at a cost benefit analysis, this is a pretty cheap way to get out there and educate. Absolutely. Where could you speak to thousands of people a day, create an, a, a library of knowledge, which, because we archive all the stuff. You can go on YouTube, watch every show we've ever done. Uh, not to mention individual videos that we publish in short form that get hundreds of thousands of, of, uh, of, of views and hours of play. So uh, this is something that I don't think would be wise to get rid of, but you know what? I don't, I don't make the rules. Let me know. Let me know if you think it, uh, it should be kept. Oh, I, I think the question was because they think it should be. Well, you never know. This is true. Okay. Uh, vehicle spins into the middle of the highway speeding, and I can't read that until it loads, and ponding. Is the there another question spins. here? Oh, yes, there is another. It's part one. Yep. Let's go with part one. Let me read slowly. Whose insurance is responsible if, if the collision occurs? And the, the collision is where somebody loses control because of the vehicle that spins in the middle of the highway speeding and ponding. What's ponding? Well, I'm, I'm assuming it's hydroplaning or, or such deep water and such that there is no traction. Okay. Due to flooding on the road. I'm, I'm going to assume that's what we're talking about. So the vehicle that is not being operated correctly, obviously, you would think would be at fault for that. 
That would be the assumption. I, that would. So, you know, generally speaking, someone who is driving for the conditions of the road based on weather and all that can be observed, you need to adjust yourself. If, if, if it's heavy rain, slowing down is a good thing. The slower you go, the less chance you're going to be losing control in, the, in a puddle. Um, you know, but then you have a situation where the people behind you who are not correcting their behavior based on it, who then run into you, there's, there's multiple things at work. So you may have caused the original collision, but the other person failed to avoid you. They would also be responsible partly. Like it just cascades. It gets into a big mess, but I cannot get over how many collisions I've seen online from videos where it's just one car into the next and it's foggy and it's just, there's 115 cars somewhere in the middle of America and everyone's smashed up and it's scary why in the world did not everybody slow down well it was just fog i mean what could possibly right. go wrong you don't drive faster than you can see and this is where folks who drive above the speed limit on a regular basis don't get it the speed limit is the maximum for ideal conditions below the speed limit is where you start going when conditions start to deteriorate if it's raining if it's foggy you should be going below the speed limit uh people say well what about you know fast lane the fast lane is for passing people who are going slower than the speed limit. It's not about going faster. I, I, I'm annoyed on a regular basis about this whole discussion about people who say that the people who are driving the speed limit best get off the highway if you can't go 30 over. Who the heck do you think you are? It drives me bananas, but anyway. Don't uh, you worry. They self-identify themselves to us either by crashing yes. or getting a ticket. Those are very That's regular occurrences, are. yeah. Uh, hello, gentlemen, and thank you for your service. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for the thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, we talked about the ATC. Uh, we talked about this one. So, we okay, so another vote for Knight Rider, and I already talked about the, the fact that the other one is from Back to the Future, one of them. Um, Two, I believe. Yes. I believe you're correct. Now was, i got to find out. It wasn't a very good movie. I didn't like that one. Well, which was the, the Wild West one I didn't I think have. that's three. That's three? I did not like that one. Did I even see that one? I must have seen it. There's no way. I loved one, though. Nah, I didn't mind the, the West one. Really? The olden day one, yep. Hmm. Uh, have you ever seen the magnetic leaves that you can attach to your license plate that detach with a remote? I was talking about this today. You must have been reading my mind uh, <laughs> because they've, I've been getting loads of people reporting uh, a gentleman who is manufacturing LCD license plate covers that will make the that the, the liquid crystal display will, will go opaque when you electrify it. So they're, you know, avoiding tolls and capture uh, or, or monitoring, identification. Having the leaves, it's got an electromagnet where you it stick a leaf to it, but when police pull you over, you hit a button, drop the leaf, and now you're not obscuring the plate anymore. Wow. They just think of everything. And that's hmm. Brian Pinn, by the way, who is our friend from Nova Scotia, military man who plays a, a bugle or a trumpet, and uh, so he's musical. Ryan, any snow stars. out there? Let me know. He's just anywhere to go with his machine so he can ride around. Uh, Matt wants to know about, uh, odor of cannabis in a motor vehicle enough to initiate a vehicle search in your opinion, uh, spent or unspent fresh or not fresh. You Can't know. consume it in your vehicle at any time at all. So th there could be reason to, uh, to search and, and obviously clear view. Uh, yeah. Like, like, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with dealing with cannabis on stops. It wasn't legal when I was on the road that I, yep. uh, that I recall. And I haven't been on the road since, so I haven't deal, dealt with it. You know what? That is one piece of evidence that would go against you if you didn't want us to search your vehicle. So not consenting to a, a, uh, <laughs> a consent search? 
or or for no, you don't have to consent to a consent search, but if we can smell it, we know that it's been there at some point. Especially if it's it's that fresh, yeah. either un, either not, and that's the big thing. If it's if it's recent, you open the window and it's smoke billowing out. That's pretty good indication. That may be a reason to uh, to put you through a battery of tests to find mm, if you're sober. That's definitely something or get good. a device there to uh, to do the same thing. And we do have those. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Nathan who wants to know, he says, hey, Sean, with flashing green lights being for volunteer firefighters, command vehicles, and volunteer ambulance services, is the green light still only a courtesy light for volunteer EMS, such as uh, Hatsala in uh, uh, in Toronto, or are the vehicles legally required to yield to these? So it is still a courtesy light for volunteer fire. And, and, and this is new. We've talked about it before, I think, uh, Nathan. Um, at least somebody's been reaching out to me recently, and I, 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 forgive me if it wasn't you, but I'm not aware of medics being included for the volunteer light. I thought yep, it was just yep. fire. It was, I believe it is. Unless just it's fire. been amended, and I, I, it's one of those things on my to do list. I have a very large to do list, by the way. Uh, but the the command vehicle situation is is something that has nothing to do with traffic clearing. It marks the vehicle. Peel Regional Police use it in their light bars. Fire use it, and that just simply allows. When coming onto a scene, police and paramedics and fire know who's in charge. Right. That's where, the, where the central command is and where to get the information and get deployed from there. Yes. Green lights on the front doesn't allow the operator to do anything more than they're normally allowed to do. They have to stop for red lights. They have to stop for stop signs. They cannot speed. But it is a courtesy light. If you see it, please, please, please pull over and allow them to pass because they are going either directly to an emergency or they're going to their fire hall to pick up the equipment required to respond to an emergency. It may be your family member. It could be your neighbors. Not something you see in Toronto, but in communities no. that re- rely on volunteer services, yeah. uh, it is it is a lifeline. It's such an important thing. So please support them. They're doing an amazing service in your community and kudos to them. If you're a volunteer firefighter, thank you for your service. Uh, and and for, for organizations that do pr- provide paramedic services, uh, and, and first aid, you know, like uh, the, the volunteer ambulances, they're doing great work too. Yeah. Uh, and if there is an amendment to, that allows them to do those things, great. At the end of the day, if you see a green light, get out of the way uh, because it's the right thing to do. If they're breaking the law, we'll catch up with them and, and catch them. We'll deal with laying charges if that's appropriate. Uh, but uh, it's not for you. I don't think it's appropriate for you to, to, to question whether or not they should or shouldn't be doing it. Just get out of the way. It's just not worth it. Uh, why are police one... Why are police more one roads giving tickets the last day of the month? Quotas in Quebec? I think so. I don't know about Quebec, but uh, here we don't have quotas. In fact, uh, the day of the week, it's Groundhog Day for us. Every time we show up, it's the same thing. We don't, there's no change yeah. to uh, what we do or how we operate. And there's nothing that suggests we have to write tickets at all. And we do collect stats. We do collect uh, stats on police officers' performance out there. doesn't go by the month because we don't always work in a month. We work shift work. So seven days on, seven days off. Like, last day in the month. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference to us. No. So that, that's probably just because you think it's happening that you're noticing it more. Like if you buy a Volkswagen, suddenly you look for Volkswagens and now you see Volkswagens, even though the same number of Volkswagens were always there, but you, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, you're interested in buying a Volkswagen. Suddenly every car you see is a Volkswagen, uh, cause you're paying attention. That's all. So my if first you start, car was a Volkswagen. Was it really? Yeah. I've never owned a Volkswagen. Yeah. My first one, first and only Volkswagen. The Volkswagen Rabbit. Oh, I remember the Rabbit. I, I there was a young lady I, I knew who had a, uh, a Rabbit convertible, a cabriolet. Ooh. They were kind of cute cars. I, I I wouldn't drive one, but 
I don't know if I'd fit in one, quite frankly. Back then? Yeah, it was a good car. I, I kind of miss some of the old school cars. I, I, I mean, the classics for sure, but even the, just cars were smaller. My friend of mine had, a friend, a friend of mine had a, a Nissan Maxima and it talked and I mean, we're talking. Your door is a jar. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is peanut butter and jam. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it, it had a million switches and gizmos and dials and, and they were very complicated but very, I don't know, I, there, there was nothing, in comparison to today's cars, they just weren't classy. Yeah. There, yeah. there was something different about them. But I, I saw a video recently where someone had like a 1981 Honda Civic factory fresh no kilometers. Wow. And it was in a, I, I'm like, where do, you, where do you put that away and store it that it's mint? And in 1981, why would you have stored a Honda Civic? I have no idea. I don't know the backstory. I just saw the video. Yeah. But it even had the nubs in the tires. Like it had no miles on it. The nubs? The little, the mold release, uh, the stringy midiggies things. Uh, okay. The nubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael wants a show like Cops in Canada, but not serve and protect out West only. I want TPS clips too. There was actually, um, there was a producer who reached out to Toronto police saying, I would like to make a traffic show. And that was a while ago. Oh, wow. Um, I seem to think purple was in the producer's name, but anyway, I, I think that would be awesome. I would love to see a, uh, a, a video or a, a, a TV show like that. I think it'd be really cool. I was a big fan of cops. Bad boys. Yeah, it's not us. Inner circle. Uh, Basharat Ali, respect Sir Sean. Date of inauguration of new driving licensing center is pending and I can delay it for two to three weeks maximum. Please inbox your contact details. I, I added you on, um, on LinkedIn. Go check your LinkedIn. I added you there. Okay. Uh, Linda Kosovac says, good morning, our heroes. I had a day yesterday pulled over by police telling me I had a nice car for first time or everything that was sweet. Cool. What kind of car do you drive? I want to yeah. know. How cool is it? That was the first thing I was thinking. Yeah. Well, now would we, we don't normally do that, but no, it has to be something special. Yeah. Okay, uh, what was I'm Michael says, I'm not sure, but I see Motor Squad every so often. June 2016 in Rexdale in 2018 downtown. I saw an MSP, a Motor Squad PC alone. I heard uh, the one in, was it 16 talk on the radio with a deep voice before riding off? Maybe Sean. You know what? Um, it's, it's very possible because I was, I was on the bike until 2018 when I had my crash. And do you have a deep voice? I occasionally seem to have a deep voice, People sometimes maybe. Uh, there are two members that could be my twins from the motor squad that, yeah. that, that often I would, I'd be on a day off and I get a call saying, I just saw you on the highway. Like, I don't think it was me, <laughs> but there are two, uh, two members that look, uh, that we, we could be related and we're not. Uh, why did they cancel sliding down snowy hills for the kids? Any idea? So this is the bylaw that the parks don't allow tobogganing? Um, thinking that's what you're talking about. I, I do believe it is a bylaw in the city of Toronto. I have no idea why. Safety. Liability, like probably. everything else, it comes down to safety. Someone got hurt. Someone probably sued the city. Someone got paid. City said, we can't afford this. We're not allowing it anymore. That's probably, and that's me just winging it. Yep. Sad. Yep. Uh, one. Which one? That one. Up. Yeah, that, that one. That one. The one that was intentionally for you. Yeah. Brandon says, on snowmobile trails, are there speed limits? Depends where you are. In the province of Ontario, there's 41,000 kilometers of snowmobile trails, 
And the maximum speed limit on any of them is 50 kilometers an hour. Mm. There is lower speeds if you go into populated areas. There is a bunch of rules, uh, usually to make it safer uh, for other people that are out there, that may be out there, the animals that you might meet. On a lake, there is not a speed limit. Just so. because I, I don't want to miss this. Someone made the comment that I saw in the corner of my eye that a vehicle was identified uh, by AirTag. Stolen vehicle identified and located by AirTag. Police were notified and did nothing. Why? We don't, first of all, stolen vehicles isn't our area. There is the, 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 the. That's a general policing type thing. And there's I even a squad. I just heard that an AirTag did notify the Whitby OPP detachment officers uh, of a truck that was driving um, with three vehicles in a container on the back of the truck, and they recovered all of them, and the driver was arrested. So that's a recent one. I, uh, very often I've heard stories where people uh, find their their vehicle by way of AirTag because it's been dumped somewhere for cooling off, yep. and they just go with their keys and take their car back. That's, I've heard that happening. Yep. Uh, but if it's inside a premises, we have rules to, that apply to us. We need to actually get a warrant to enter a premises. And to get a warrant sometimes, because a search warrant allows you to go in and break somebody's um, uh, right to privacy. And you have to meet a certain threshold. Now, is your air tag, how, how, uh, how accurate is your air tag? Do you know it's exactly there? How do you, how do you know what it is is there is yours? How do you know that... Um, the air tag hasn't been just thrown out by somebody else. How do you know that the vehicle is actually there? Is it a criminal fence? All those things. If we can't reach the, the threshold, a justice of the peace or a judge will not issue us a, a warrant to go in and do it. We have a lot of rules. Listen, yep. we can't run stop signs when we're chasing people in cars. We have to stop. We have to follow rules. Yep. So it is it is frustrating for all involved, trust me. Uh, and we do our best. And, and you know, there was a, a similar situation where someone that was just re recently on the CBC or CTV, a uh, guy tracks it, couldn't get the police to catch it. And by the time they were ready, it was already on a uh, on a ship, container ship. He watched it. He found it in Dubai, I think. Yep. I think uh, it was a, a, they hired a PI to go. And yes. And verify a, the, yep. the, the VIN. So it's terrible. And someone said, oh, wow, you collected three cars out of 30,000. It's yeah. a complicated, the law governs us. And the criminals don't, oddly enough, care about the laws. Yeah. Now, um, there's a summit going on this week. Mm -hmm. There's a provincial, I, I don't know if it's a national summit, on car theft. And all the stakeholders, including police, are included in that. we got to get the manufacturers involved in that. The manufacturers need to create a way that this is not happening. Um, I, have a, I have a car that uh, is stolen quite a lot. And I use you should park it somewhere else if it keeps getting stolen. I use supplemental <laughs> things to stop it from being that model of car I'm talking about. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you know. But just for you, yeah. Well, you know what? The whole idea of prevention, uh, and it doesn't matter if it's car theft or any kind of uh, criminal activity, it's about making your property, your person, your vehicle, the least attractive target there is. So good lighting, video systems, uh, uh, this physical barriers like the club. And I saw a guy who, again, put a TikTok video out, had the club right up to the window. Then he had a, a second strap that went into, I think, the seatbelt system and went across so both two areas. So now there's two things to cut. He had, uh, a, I think he had OBD2 a blocker. Uh, he had a, trying to cover everything, uh, kill switches, 
there are there are systems that can be installed that hide where that kill switch activity mm-hmm. is and and includes combination met- methods. But even that, even all those things, if they want your car, they're going to take it, even if it means taking a flatbed truck and you know breaking in. Or I've heard other situations where people break in and at gunpoint take your keys. So criminals, they they do criminal things, and at at a certain point. As terrible as this is, as a car is just a car, your life is what's important. You do the things to make yourself less of a target. But if they're there and they're taking it and your your safety's at risk, you'll get another car. Insurance is there for that reason. Yeah. You know what? You can't live your entire life in fear because that uh, that's just stressing on your life. But you can do everything you can up to that point where you're comfortable with making it the least attractive target. Every morning. I hit the remote to start my car five minutes before I walk outside. And, listen and, and I listen and I wait. I'm like, well, first of all, I can see the, the blinking. I'm like, is my car going to be there? I Because my, my neighbor across the street had his car stolen off the driveway. So I'm like, well, glad it was him, not me. And as much as that uh, sounds terrible, it's true. You know, I'd rather, the idea of making your vehicle less attractive is so they'll steal your neighbors instead of yours. So mine, mine worked there today. You go. Maybe next time mine will look better. Uh, what do we got here? We, oh, Linda says there should not be a cut for paying police. Uh, we need them. Some people do not understand what they have to go through every day. Uh, they risk their lives every day. They're, they're, people don't understand uh, a lot of things. But, yeah, we have a unique job in that we say goodbye because we know what time we're going to be getting to work, but we never know when we're getting home or if we're coming home. Yep, very true. I can get a paper cut, get infected. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's it. You're I'm done. not on the road. I'm making a joke, but my, you know, that was the big thing. And it was, it's a stressor. You know, it's, it's hard to be married to a cop because you don't know if that goodbye was your last one. And there's a lot of, a lot of spouses who go through a lot of stress every time they say goodbye. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Akela says, uh, he's back from his meeting and Roger will be at the auto show and we will be at the auto. Well, you won't be at the auto show. I won't be at the auto show. I will be at the auto show every single day, working morning, noon and night to make sure that we have, uh, you know, a magical representation. We're going to do the show from the auto show. So if you want to come down meet and say hello, that's where we'll be. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it. It's been a long time since we've done an auto show. I'm, uh, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to change my vacation for next year, maybe so I can be a part of it. I'd like, I'd like that. We'd have fun. We did, we did Honda Indy. We did. Plus I like cars. There is that. I need to, um, I need to go and uh, reach out to the folks at Honda Indy and make sure that, uh, we're, we're on, uh, on the path to doing that again. Okay. Uh, I have a couple of pinned ones and we're, we're almost at the hour. We're going to try and actually wrap up very shortly, uh, because we started early so that we could get the day going. You know, we need, we got stuff and things. Keep everybody on their toes. Yeah. Uh, boss man, is it illegal to have lights on your tire where the air is? Valve stem lights. Mm. <sighs> First, let me tell you that most of them are made out of cheap material. They're oddly enough, aluminum. And when you put aluminum onto brass, what happens? So you're saying that your valve stem, the Schrader valve stem is made out of brass? It's usually a brass tip. And dissimilar metals may mm-hmm. cause something to happen like corrosion? Corrosion, a chemical reaction where it, where it actually starts to do bad stuff and sometimes they seize, which requires you to then ooh, cut off the valve stem, have the vehicle's tire removed and put a new valve stem in. Um, I would suggest against doing it. Uh, you know what? If you think they're cool and they're not projecting the light forward... They're usually a low power LED, and what happens is it looks like a solid light, yep. but they're really not projecting. It's visible light, but it's not projecting light. If it's visible, it's projecting. Light 
You don't see it if it's not. It's true. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's called science. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've never had an issue with them. Some other officers m- might. <laughs> uh, and if that's the case, you could find yourself getting into a, a situation if you're, you're projecting light that is of a color that is prohibited in a, in a direction for which it is being observed. Um, yeah. More often than not, you know, when we talk about light conditions, it's over a certain power. Like headlights have to be 300 candela, uh, candela to be a headlight right. versus a a, uh, um, a red light. But red light, it's it's very, very, you shall not have red light to the front. It doesn't say projecting or otherwise. Um, you shall not have it. So bad bad things can happen. You can get tickets. I, all these things are great on private property. You know what? So the answer to it is they're probably lawful, but are they cool? I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think they are. I will say that I like the- uh, You know what? Back to the future, maybe back in the 80s, that would have been that, cool. Yes, but they called recently and said, give us our, our, our silly looking stuff back. <laughs> uh, neon underglow, which is what they had before they had LED underglow. Yep. Um, I thought it looked amazing. And now I look back and I look at the cars that are still on the road with it. I'm like, why? I, I wouldn't even put an aftermarket stereo in a car now, but I used to have a thumping system, uh, but not anymore because I think they're silly. Uh, I saw, and I clipped the video. And I'm going to put it up. It, it, uh, there's two women standing standing at the door of a car, uh, at a car door, oddly enough. I can, really? I yeah, yeah. Door, car, car, door. Door of a car? Do I have it here? I think I clipped it. And and Buddy hits a stereo and their hair just... Starts moving? It, it goes out like they're being electrocuted. <laughs> uh, we're freezing over there. Are we? Yeah, we were. I looked at it. A little jumpy. Okay, we're we're gonna keep going. Uh, If I didn't pay any legal possession of alcohol ticket, yeah, this is Sheldon Harvey asking the question, uh, and didn't go to court because it happened in another province. What do I need to do? It's been two years, so you've probably been convicted in your absence for having not responded and not gone, and uh, so you probably have a conviction in there, and you might be prohibited from driving as a result of it in, or I, no, this it's is a just a, it's a different uh, province. It's not, it, yes, but it's not, it, it wasn't necessarily in a vehicle related to the vehicle. Could they have a, uh, could they have a, a warrant? So there could be, we, there still is a thing called a committal warrant. So that's when you don't show up for court, you get uh, found guilty, you get fined and you're not there to pay it. And they give it a reasonable amount of time for you to, to make a reasonable payment and if not, they'll take out a committal warrant for you. And I've uh, I've executed a few committal warrant. Uh, we call it executing is when we actually act upon a warrant. And uh, people driving down the road, you know, not thinking anything of it. All of a sudden, I'm taking you straight to jail. And you don't even come into the police station. You go right to the detention center. You go right to jail. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. No, absolutely not. And it certainly ruins your day. I would contact the court and find out what the situation is. And if you have an outstanding fine that might allow you to resolve the situation, it might require you to get a paralegal or legal advice, but I would deal with that rather than risking it. At very least, don't go back to that place until you figure it out. Yeah. Uh, It all depends on uh, what other province and what the rules are there uh, for their provincial provincial act. I just pressed the wrong button and took a a question away. Um, I'll try and find it in a moment. Oops. Yeah. Are dotted lines for passing only a suggestion or are they legally binding? Depends on the color. Does it? No, (laughs) No, it doesn't. The glowing green ones mean something totally different. So the dotted lines uh, are 
for marking out a lane where everybody should stay um, driving for the safety of everybody. Does it say you cannot pass somebody during those dotted lines? They normally are in conjunction with the roadway and the design and what is coming up ahead. You won't find a dotted line approaching a railway crossing, crest of grade, around a corner where you can't see clearly, um, bridge, viaduct, all the things that are prohibited um, for passing. Um, but yes, they are a suggestion. And they're probably a good suggestion. Uh, anything you do that is contradictory to it is not an offense, but you'd be held responsible for it should I, you crash. I, and that's the whole thing. You know, there's no ticket for crossing the line, but there is a ticket for causing a collision. I, I, I remember what it, what it said, even though I don't have it on there. It was Dr. Nick who, who made the comment, and he was saying, if you're in a police car, I'm paraphrasing because I can't find it, uh, and someone pays for your meal in front of you, is that allowed and is it appreciated? Here it is. I found it. So is it allowed? Technically, we cannot accept gifts or, or what is the other word that's for gifts or not gratuities, inducements, right. seen as inducements. Um, does it happen? I've been to a restaurant where I have finished my meal after uh, my lunch and they, I ask for the bill and they say, it's been taken care of by the table and they've already left and there's no, we don't even know who did it. It's just, it's, there's no bill. Um, I've been out for coffee and they refuse to take my money and say, no, it's our policy that uh, we give police officers for free. That money always goes into the charity bin. And, I, and I've also bought for the person next in line. I've yeah, done all I've sorts done of things well. along those lines. I, I make good money. I'm, I appreciate, I really do appreciate the sentiment is wonderful. It puts Actually, us in a strange uh, predicament. It makes you feel good that somebody cares enough about yes. you and what you represent and what you're doing to do that. It really, really, really does. But we will try and always. Well, there's also people who would well. see it and use it as a reason to vilify police. You know, for as much as you'd be doing it for the right reason, someone would see that and say, look at those guys. They make all that money and they've taken free stuff from the work. And, like, there's always going to be a negative spin and we want to avoid negativity, not just for us individually breaking the rules, if, if, because that's a potential, mm -hmm. but for bringing anything that makes the uniform, the badge, the, the, the office in a bad light. We just, we just don't, we want to do the right thing always and, uh, and, and not throw shade at anything. Uh, let's see here. We got, we talked about this already. Got a whole bunch of dad jokes. That's really exciting. Um, okay, we already talked about this we're, one. Uh, what are we, are we we're, over? We're over by a We're few. over again. Yeah. We're always over. Uh, good morning. We talked about, why are they duplicating? I think that's part of the error. Okay, uh, look, dad joke, okay. Um, what are the odds of being successful in the police application process applying to multiple services? So it used to be that they were very picky and said, if you apply for more than one service, we, you don't know what you want, and we're not going to bother with you. Right. That is no longer the case from what I understand because they're looking for applicants and everybody's looking for applicants. The first one who hires you wins. Yep. So sometimes having your, your, your applications in multiple places just means that they have to work faster to get you. Doesn't, we can't guarantee either way. Um, I don't think it hurts you the way it used to hurt you. I think you'd be fine. Uh, and if you want to be a cop, be a cop. If you want to be a Toronto cop, then apply in Toronto because that's the only place you want to work. But if you want to just be a, a police officer and you don't care as long as you get to do what you have dreamt about doing since childhood, apply everywhere. I, uh, I originally had plans to apply at a different police service and I landed in Toronto and so glad I did. We're a big service. We're the biggest municipal service in the country. Um, that 
allows for a lot of opportunity. It's, it's one career with lots of different jobs. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to be a traffic cop. Maybe you want to be a traffic cop in 10 years, and maybe you want to be in, in uh, forensics or dog services because we, we have a canine unit where each, like, other services, my, my cousin's a cop in, in Michigan. Uh, for their tactical unit, they're part-time. They, you know, you get an extra rifle, you throw it in your car, and if something happens, you get called out. It's, it's, it, you don't get to be a specialist the same way because they just don't have the, the size. Um, but they also don't have traffic specialists, or at least, well, York Region, for instance. They may have a traffic for major stuff, but everyone does collisions. Here, only the traffic specialists do it. So we have very interesting opportunities to specialize, but we don't have helicopters and boats. And Well, we do have boats. We have marine units. Yep. We, we, but no helicopters. Not like I'm really sore about that. I'd love to be in a helicopter. We have um, horses. We have horses. This is yep. true. I love horses. I don't know if they'd love me if I was sitting on one, though. Is going 60 in a 50 zone illegal because everyone's going 60 to 65 and getting honked for going... Ex- and I'm getting honked for going exact the speed limit. Am I in there wrong or should I start matching the speed with others? Well, if you're doing the speed limit, you're doing the right thing because the law says you can't go faster. Just because someone wants to be unlawful doesn't mean that you should uh, be unlawful too. It's not this gang mentality where we just do what we want and if we're the majority rules. The rules are the rules. I go the speed limit every single day. I stay to the right because I know there's clowns who are going to pass me on the left. And that's for them to do and deal with the outcome of their choices. But I say manage you. Now, somebody told me they got pulled over for doing the speed limit and told by an OPP officer to go faster, which I think is the wrong way to do it. I don't know if that's an accurate story or if I'm, but that's the what's being alleged. They were told to, to go 20 or 30 over because everyone else is. That's wrong. You shouldn't be counseling somebody to to break the law. No, absolutely not. Um, it, but, but I will when say. When you're abiding by the law, do it appropriately. Don't be in the left lane. Because you know the rest of the. Yeah, stay to the right. They're going to be a little upset with you because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. So you're going to be, you're going to be, uh, you know. But but you also avoid so many. Like we were having this discussion uh, this morning at our morning meeting. Uh, the discussion that you know what happens when insurance companies start looking for the black box to find out when you were in a crash, what speed you were going. I could see a day where everyone has to have a computer regulator that that determines what the speed was and and people who speed being told either way higher prices or. You're being insured. It's already in your car. It's, uh, the data is already available there. Maybe insurance companies going forward will just have access to it and it'll happen. Yeah. Because, and, and that's, that's the whole thing. And that's what we do with cars that are running a crash. We already do that now. If we, there's a major crash. If yeah. If there's a major crash where you've hurt or seriously hurt somebody or killed somebody, we're taking your car and we're getting that data out there. So at the end of the day, just stay to the right, do the right thing. And, uh, let them worry about their, their bad day that they're creating. They're very stressed out. People should leave early, plan ahead, and have a relaxing drive. Your drive shouldn't be stressed out. And if you're trying to speed to save five minutes to get to work on time, you failed based on your leaving late. It wasn't yep. about how you were driving. It's about how you, it's what time you left. I love it when I'm early. I love being early. It sounds crazy, but there's no stress in early. Nope, there isn't. Uh, let's see. If here. you're early, you're on time. So that's the, that's and the spiel. if you're on time, you're late. Yes, the, uh, the, that was the mantra at the police college. Yep. Uh, early is on time, on time is late, late is unacceptable. Uh, do you need to carry the original ownership of the car or can you carry a photocopy of it? Uh, photocopy of the license and uh, plate, ver- the, the car and plate version or copy. Yep. True copy, both sides. It used to be, the, the true copy part was because validation would be on one side and the other, right. but it, that's no longer the case, but it still says true copy, so both sides. And it's actually recommended that you keep a true copy in your car and not keep the original in there. Should your car be stolen, 
the original ownership, somebody could pose as you and try and sell their car. They'd get a whole bunch of money and your car would be gone. And everyone's out of luck. Yeah. Uh, Tyler says, love your videos. Learned a lot. So happy to hear. Thanks very much. Ryan pinned in comment to the old Civic says the seals of the Civic must have been uh, so dry they were (laughs) dust. I wonder. Uh, Zombie, uh, who's now two or three days in a row that we're seeing. Uh, then my first car was a 1995 Volkswagen Cabriolet. That's just showing your age right there. <laughs> no, it could have just been an old car. Mine was from the 70s. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. different. But by the way, the car was old. You're not old, right? Uh, Ryan says we're getting a dumping of 60 centimeters over the next two days. Are you going for a drive there? Yes, I am. I am headed east. So, okay. yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, we talked about that already. Uh, I have a G1. <coughs> I want to practice for my G2 test. I don't know anyone with a G-Class license in four years' experience. How can I practice? I'm so glad you asked this question. It's something that I acknowledge is an issue for newcomers uh, or, or, or people new to the province. Uh, the answer is hire a driving instructor. It's a cost involved, I know. Uh, but they, that would be the way to do it. You get a driving instructor, take, uh, take some books and lessons, uh, they will take their car, you will drive it, and that will be the way to do it. You cannot, cannot, cannot do it on your own. If you do, and people do this all the time and they get caught, no no insurance coverage for you, you're, which means you're going to have a heck of a time when you finally get your license, if you get your license. You're going to get a 30-day suspension, which is going to be on your permanent record because we're going to always see that. You're going to, at 30 days the first time, 90 days the second time, and the third time you do it, you're going to get kicked out of the program. Um, it's, it's a problem, and there's $110 fine each time. So there's that. Uh, and there's an answer from uh, someone on TikTok who says, simple answer, take the car to the parking lot. If someone, but he doesn't know anybody. He doesn't have a car. You can't get it to the parking lot. It's a, it's a conundrum. It's yep. a problem. Uh, but, but hiring a uh, driving instructor would be the way, right way to go. Uh, Paul says, trucks are governed for safety. When do cars follow? That's it. You know, this concept of cars being designed to go way faster than the legal limits. Why? So, they are already governed. So cars are governed um, to be compliant with the, the Transportation Safety Act. They are governed to the uh, the maximum speed of tires. It's a civil liability thing. So there is cars that have gone there. Are they going to be governed down to an appropriate level? Yeah, that's a flick of a switch or a reprogramming. So it's there already. Can't be done. Um, it'll Probably, it'll probably happen because people cause the laws to change because of their actions. Mm-hmm. And as you know, right now, look outside. You can see people's actions are killing people. So Our regular base? Yeah. Uh, I think that a lot will change when automated uh, autonomous vehicles become commonplace. Yep. They will follow the rules whether you want them to or not. And it will be harder to drive around them and through them to break the laws because they're going to be everywhere. everywhere. So you'll be a holdout until you can't be a holdout and you will stick out like a sore thumb and police will be able to enforce and electronic enforcement will no doubt eventually be here. I was going to say. Uh, Tian says, at a four-way intersection, if a school bus is flashing on the opposite stop sign but I'm turning left or right, do I have to stop as well or can I complete the turn? So they should not be servicing a stop at a stop sign. I think it needs to be back nine or more, maybe 16 meters. Michael will always chime in and tell me the right thing that I never remember. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the deal is they shouldn't be there. But let's, for argument's sake, they are. You cannot pass them. It does not say you cannot turn 
uh, and, and, and go to another direction if you were not passing them. Now, be very, very aware that obviously if the lights are flashing and they're stopped, they are picking up or discharging passengers. And those passengers can be little people that don't know the consequences of running out into traffic. So if you're making the left turn crossing in front of it, you may find yourself with a little child coming out at you. And you ought to have known better because the lights are flashing. So That, that makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. Because those kids do the darndest things. Yep. They say the darndest things with Bill Cosby and they do the <laughs> darndest things at school, out of coming out of school buses. And they believe they're safe wherever they go. So let's help them be safe. Uh, Michael has, it's the last question that we're going to dad jokes and quotes. Excellent. So we got, uh, what are neighborhood officers and how different would duties be from other constables who are not labeled as neighborhood officers? So I'm not a neighborhood officer, but I've spoken to some. And they are essentially assigned for a period of four or five years to a neighborhood. Uh, they do not respond to primary call, priority calls. They do. They, they may assist, but they're not their first line of uh, of assignment. Uh, they are there to develop relationships in the community and assist the community. Um, but it's done differently. And beyond that, I don't know any other way to report. It, it. is. They are police officers. They will respond to uh, stuff that's happening all over their division that they're in. But they're assigned to a neighborhood and a community so that they get to know the people and the players and, and the residents within that neighborhood. They know the ongoing problem. Every neighborhood is different. Every neighborhood has its own issues. Every neighborhood has that one neighbor that, you know, is a problem for people. They're there because they know the history of it and they can deal with it um, where a, a police officer coming for the first time may or may not know the history of it, and, and enforcement could be the only action that they're mm -hmm. allowed to take. So this is a better way to deal, get the appropriate resources in for the appropriate problem uh, and deal with it that way. Well, it's just like, you know, if, if I was working in the same place and I showed up and they said, hey, Officer Sean, and they just explained that, that what's going on, and we know each other. We skip through so much backstory to get to where we need to be. Um, I think it's a great tool. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just we're, we're not a tiny little town where you get to know everybody. And this is sort of treating it with old school policing tactics. Yeah. Uh, Yogi Berra quote, you wouldn't have won if we'd beaten you. That is true. Yes. <laughs> I love these. Do you have a book of these quotes? I don't know. Are you Googling them? How are Every day a Yogi Berra quote. Um, okay. We've got a dad joke from Michaela Draconis. Slowly. Uh, what happens if someone slaps you at high frequency? It hurts. I like it. The big stretch. You know what? Hurts. I like that one. I do like that as well. Uh, dad joke from. Just for people that don't know, hurts is a frequency of radio or sound or light waves. Is that, is that, is it, is hurts it's, amplitude? Uh, it's. <laughs> uh, we have, uh, let's see here. Uh, zombies dad joke. He's only saying that because. FM radio is frequency modulation, and AM radio is amplitude modulation. We got... Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, why, geekness. Yes. He <laughs> points at me and says geek, and then geeks himself out. Okay. Uh, or outs himself as a geek. Why can't you hear pterodactyl go to the bathroom? Because the P is silent. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, my wife... This is from John Kearns, who's been sending a couple of jokes now and again. Uh, my wife says, I have two major faults. I don't listen and something else. <laughs> They're good today. They are I good like jokes. It. You guys are firing on all cylinders. Yep. And we appreciate it. So uh, with that, we say goodbye-ish in that I'm going to send... 
this song your way. I will be here Monday. I wasn't going to be here Monday, but now I will be here Monday. So show on Monday. See you then. Bye, everyone. It's been fun. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. Watch for pedestrians, look out for bikes, and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVP. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Stop at stop signs, look both ways, then go. Seatbelt, save your life indeed. Watch your driving, don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get free. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. So the weirdest thing happened. I'm looking over and Instagram's having issues. It's frozen. Uh, all sorts of computer issues. But TikTok, for the most part, worked today. So I'm, I'm real excited about that. Have a wonderful weekend. Seriously, have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Uh, and as Akela says, don't have a good day. Have a great weekend. Yeah, that's what you should do. Drive safe, drive sober, park legally, and smile because it looks good on you. Have a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs>